0: In the name of Jesus, amen. Then one of them, when he saw he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. This is our text. So... I just got off the plane after a 12-day trip to California. Most of it was business, but there was some time to visit family. And it gave me a lot to think about. My nephew Christopher was at a party a couple weeks ago, and he and his girlfriend were planning to go out dancing later on in the evening. But then they got into a spat, as young couples often do, decided not to go 20 minutes later a very angry man walked into a bar and shot and killed 12 people some of them their friends the same bar that Chris and his girlfriend didn't go to thank you Jesus then there's my brother-in-law Jerry who's a battalion chief in the Ventura County Fire Department And he's been quite busy fighting the big Woolsey fire, which has burned through Malibu and all over the place, contending with 40 mile an hour Santa Ana winds. And then another fire breaks out on the Simi Valley freeway, just a mile from where my in-laws live. And an evacuation order goes out. My octogenarian in-laws are ready to leave fast. But Jerry sends his resources and his tanks over there and puts out the fire just in time to not have another Woolsey Canyon fire. My father-in-law wrote later, he said, it's great to have a battalion chief in the family. Everyone should have one. Thank you, Jesus. And then there's my brother Joel. Joel is coming up on a six-year anniversary. You see, six years ago this month, he was diagnosed with colon cancer. And after surgeries and multiple rounds of chemo he is still with us and doing pretty well. In fact, last summer he began a new kind of immunotherapy which has given him a much better quality of life. But through all of this he and my family have become much closer to each other and most importantly, to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And you have come here this evening with your own stories. Each of us has, because that's what Christians do at Thanksgiving they give thanks to Jesus. Of course, there are a lot of competitors out there on Thanksgiving, aren't there? There are a lot of other ways that folks try to find meaning and significance in the midst of this national holiday. The most famous, of course, is what I call the American parable of Thanksgiving. You know what I'm talking about, the pilgrims who landed there in Massachusetts and suffered all kinds of trials, and then the Native Americans helped them out, taught them how to plant corn and then they all got together afterwards for a celebratory meal after things got better, to thank the Creator. It probably wasn't quite like that in reality, but that is where some look for meaning on Thanksgiving. More recently, I've noticed a trend of people just being thankful in general not really thankful to God or even to anyone in particular, just thankful, an internal kind of feeling of gratefulness. You can kind of call it gratitude without God. Psychologists have started to study this and they have noticed that people with a grateful personality tend to have an increased life satisfaction and happiness and optimism and hope and less anxiety and depression. Thanksgiving without God or to anyone in particular is another place that many people search for meaning in Thanksgiving. And then of course there are some who have given up on finding meaning in Thanksgiving. It has after all become kind of a day of irony when you think about it it's a day where we give lots of attention to our gratitude and our thanksgiving and we feast on a whole slew of foods that we wouldn't otherwise have anything to do or mess around with on that one day of the year and then the very next day we're dedicated to a day of pure materialism on black friday a day to go out and get more to be thankful for i guess So in the midst of this kind of irony or cognitive dissonance, some have just given up completely on trying to find any meaning in thanksgiving. And then there's that lone leopard. The lone leper in our text, he was one of a group of ten, and they had to live with each other. Ten men kind of stuck with each other outside of the city, away from any kind of other human contact because of this horrible disease that they all suffered from. They'd heard about Jesus and when they saw him from a distance because they couldn't get close to him. They cried out together in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus, who was in the business of having mercy, had mercy on them and said, go and show yourselves to the priests and as they were going each of them was cleansed each of them was healed of this hideous disease and then there's that lone leper it says that once he realized that he had been cleansed he turned back he stopped dead in his tracks he made a great big U-turn right there in the street and went back to Jesus. And praising God with a loud voice, he fell down on his feet, at, face at Jesus' feet and gave him thanks. You know, this is the only place in the New Testament where anybody gives thanks to Jesus. Every other time the verb for thanks is used, it's thanksgiving to God and that tells you something about why this lone leopard gave thanks because in his healing he saw that Jesus was God and not just any old God he's not some vague and disinterested God to whom we give thanks sort of on Thanksgiving one day out of the year He's not some kind of internal feeling of gratefulness or good karma. He's not even the God of material, meaningless materialism. No, Jesus is the God who cleanses you, who makes you whole. Jesus is the God who reaches out and cleanses hideous lepers, even Samaritan lepers, the most outcasts of outcasts. Jesus is the God who became one with you in his flesh, and his blood, and the one who gave it up all for you with his blood. The writer to the Hebrews says, under the Old Testament law, almost everything is purified with blood, for without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Cleansing has to happen with blood. St. Peter says, You were ransomed or bought back from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things of silver or gold or Black Friday booty, but with the precious blood of Christ. It has to be through the blood of Jesus. And finally, St. John says, The blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So turn back, repent, confess, and be cleansed of all unrighteousness. And Jesus said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Or another translation, your faith has saved you. That's what faith does. Faith lets go of self and clings to Jesus. Faith embraces Jesus. Faith casts everything on Jesus. And when we get ourselves and our stuff out of the way and cling only to the Savior Jesus, faith saves. As St. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so tonight, we come by faith to cling to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We come with our stories of thanksgiving, of loved ones redeemed, of God's rich blessing through times of sorrow and pain. Thank you, Jesus. We come with our sins to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, to be washed and made clean forever. Thank you, Jesus. And we come to this altar to receive his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, to eat and to drink. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. We confess the Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed.